0: Hi, this is Andrew Moore, famed musical entertainer and voice teacher, and I've got Judd here working on his vocal warm-ups. So I'm introducing today's show. Okay, Judd, I'll be with you in a minute. This episode features cookbook author and legendary party planner James McNair. Listen in to hear James give his tips on holiday entertaining and learn how to be a party pro too. Before we get to it, you must plan to go visit Judd at Jud's Hill, his lovely winery at the south end of the Silverado Trail. Visiting information can be found at Judshill.com, and their fabulous hospitality team will give you the VIP treatment. While online, be sure to check out their wine-paired recipes, poetry, and quirky and entertaining videos. You might even catch James and me in the This Is Art episode of Judd's Enormous Wine Show. Also, put some delicious wine into your shopping cart. As a special perk for you as a listener, type in coupon code JNVS upon checkout and get 15% off your entire wine order. Wow! For an even better deal, join the Judd's Hill Wine Club. It's free to sign up and you'll get all their wines, party invitations, discounts on lodging, and plenty of other fun perks. They do throw the best parties. Enjoy the show! La 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 la. la. Okay Jud, I think you're ready. Oh great. Now
1: where's my spotlight?
2: Everyone's a Fingal friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. And now. Coming to you live from the KVON studios in the beautiful Napa Valley. It's time for another edition of Judd's Napa Valley Show. That's right, I'm Morgan Freeman, filling in for (laughs) Lauren Moe. And here's your host, the gentleman looking forward to eight days of presence during Hanukkah, Judd (laughs) Finkelstein. Thank you, Morgan. Why, hello, John. I I didn't see you walk in there. It's it's a pleasure
1: to have such a thespian of your stature joining us on the show. Well, it's great to be here in the beautiful Napa Valley. That's wonderful. Oh, Lauren just walked in. Do you mind? I'm sorry. I mean, it's great to see you, but, you know, Lauren is our announcer. Do you mind if he takes over? Oh, all right. Thanks, Morgan. Lauren, good morning. Hey, did did you see Morgan Freeman
2: here? Oh, great. yeah. Hey, good morning. Yeah, I just saw Morgan Freeman out there in the lobby. Wow,
1: that was cool. I, I, I didn't know he was in Napa Valley. He just stopped in and, and announced. But um, But now that
2: you're here, I know everything's going to be great. What are you up to, man? Well, uh, I just got done volunteering with Love From Home, courtesy of Liz Alessio and uh, Steve Husong, who are a couple of the coordinators of this organization. Uh, Oh, what what is that? Yeah, tell me about them. Well, what what we do is uh, we help put together care packages for our troops overseas in Iraq and and Afghanistan. Great. It's a great way to support them and our country. Well, what did you put in them, and then how can people help out doing that? Well, we put uh, all kinds of items. We put uh, snacks. We put uh, like first aid kits, uh, just almost uh, anything you can think of. And uh, if you want to learn more information, you know you can visit their website, uh, operationwithlovefromhome.org. dot org. Wonderful, good for you for doing that. Thanks. That's that's very important. Thanks. Keep, and uh, what? Keep, oh, go. Ahead. I would
1: say keep the morale up, keep the connection um, to back home for the for the folks over
2: there. What were we about to say? I'm sorry. Oh, and uh, I also got to say. Terry Bradford's Community Chorus rocked the Season concert at the Lincoln Theater last Thursday was a success. I heard
1: only great things. I was sorry not to be able to make it myself. That's all right. But wow, I heard great things. I heard it was toe-tapping, foot-stomping. It was the Rockin' Christmas concert. It was. How'd you feel?
2: I felt great. Yeah? 100%
0: awesome! <laughs>
2: yeah. Your soul was uplifted. It was. And you uplifted some souls. That's great, I, man. I did. So Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It, it was so fun. Good. More stuff coming up? Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be back at uh, Union Square again this year. When? With Everybody's a Star, December 21st. Oh, great. But they haven't given me a time yet. Oh, you'll be singing? I am. I am. Fabulous. And uh, we'll also have a special guest, uh, the Latte Dogs from America's Got Talent. No kidding. You're going to be performing with them? (laughs) Well, it's not really—it's not really a group. It's just these cute little dogs that do tricks. No, I know I've seen them, but they—I'm saying—are you
1: performing with them, like, with the, like at the around the same time? They're going to uh, do some their their act, and you're going to sing, and if folks come, uh, yes. you can see both. Yes, but we don't know the order yet. You don't know the order. Cool. So December twenty-first, Union Square, San Francisco. You're such a hit last year; they've asked you back. Yep. Congratulations, asked me back this great year. man! You got all these big gigs. I do the Giants games, A's games, Warriors games, Union Square. Yeah. How did I get so lucky to have you on the show? I don't know. Thanks for making time for me. Uh, sure. <laughs> so what, what's been going on with you, John? Anything new at the winery? Oh, thanks. Uh, well, we had our big Hanukkah hootenanny on Sunday. Why not? Right it's our annual benefit for children's health initiative, Napa County, which is an amazingly wonderful organization that makes sure that, well, it started off making sure that all children had access to health care in Napa County. Now it's all people. Everybody. Their mission is to get everybody in Napa County um, signed up for healthcare, And it's a, it's, a, it's a great organization. We like to help them. If anybody else would like to find out what they're all about, um, and maybe even make a donation, they can go to www.napachi.org. And it was a great party, tons of fun. It was our wrap-up for our 25th year as Judd's Hill, which is... A great way to kind of close out a very celebratory year. Although every year over at our place is pretty celebratory. We always like to have a good time. So now it's on to partying for year number 26. Right on. Yeah, it's exciting. Not bad. I've mentioned this the past few weeks, and I'm still really excited. The Nutcracker, perhaps one of my favorite... uh, I can't talk. I'm so excited. I'm tongue twisted. Perhaps one of my favorite ballet performances happens right here in Napa Valley. It's a Napa Regional Dance, 14th annual production of... The Nutcracker, it's happening at Lincoln Theater, December 20th and 21st for three shows. And tickets, if they're not already all sold out, they will be soon because this sells out every year. Uh, But they can be had at lincolntheater.com. Should be a good time. Oh, yeah. You just kind of gave me a look like, yes, right on. It's always a good time. It is. And now here comes a great segue. It's also always a good time when we have our special guest. How's that? That's right. Was that smooth? Uh, Not bad. Okay, you like that? (laughs) Would you like to introduce our guest?
2: Uh, sure, Jen. Great, thanks, Lauren. No problem. In his books, he presents a delicious bill of fare with wonderful recipes that you'll want to prepare. His photos of foods will hold your stare. Heed his writings, and this I do swear you'll host your next party with elegance and flair, coming off to your guests like a suave millionaire. Folks from Napa and beyond, all the way to Times Square, are fans of his books. Because they're not just hot air. They're very well researched and written with care. If food is the soul, his is out there to bear. And now, dear listener, I must declare, this'll be one cool show, without hint of a square. Change the station? No, don't you dare. Just turn up the volume and pull up a chair. As we welcome today, the most debonair, cookbook author, our friend, James McNair. (laughs) <laughs>
3: well, that's the best introduction
1: I've ever had.
2: I, I love it. That was great, Lauren. <laughs> Amazing.
1: How's uh, that for I an have intro, to have James? A copy of that here. You can have. It. There it is. That's Thank for you. He'll sign it for great. you too. On, Good. On I our way compliments, up. James. <laughs> James McNair. Thank you for coming. Well,
3: it's always a pleasure, Judd.
1: Yeah, you are a repeat guest. I haven't had many of those, but yeah, I just I've been
3: here a couple of times. I just
1: had to have you back. We're coming up on the holidays, and you, as uh, Mister, you know, home entertaining, you show people how it's done with forty. 40, how many 42, b- 42 books, books out there, millions of copies sold. We're going to talk about all that, but actually, my stare is being held right now by... What is this you brought? I, I want to get into this, and then we're going to get... We've got to find out more about you, but this first. What, what,
3: what, wow. You have brought me a present. I have brought you a present. I mean, knowing you, what could be better than an Aloha shirt?
1: It is. This is a. And this
3: is in Technicolor. <laughs> it,
1: it is a uh, uh, what kind of light brown, sandy brown. I would
3: say a, a beach, beachcomber sand. Yeah, a t shirt. T shirt with a bright colored embroidery Aloha with a big pineapple on it. Uh, uh,
1: the pineapple is the O in Aloha. The pineapple becomes the O. And then underneath and it the says word Hawaii. Hawaii. And that's all embroidered, and um, this is a shirt we don't exactly know. It's adult, extra large. So I'm only mentioning that because, if you don't mind, I'd
3: like to give this away to somebody. I would. It would be my honor. I mean, I love this shirt. I mean, but I loved it a uh, couple of cakes ago. I oh, was able oh, to wear it. Come on. So come I wore on. it a few times. It's it's almost like new, and it's really a nice shirt. Okay.
1: Well, I like it too, but I'm willing to share it because that's just the kind so of fellow I somebody out
3: there will enjoy it.
1: If you, listener, would like to get your hands on Judd's goodies, as we call it, this is a goodie. This is a good one. This Aloha t-shirt from the collection of James Um, <laughs> uh, All you got to do is go on your computer, or if you got your smartphone, just go on Twitter. You got to use Twitter to do this. Be the first one to tweet getting my hands on Judd's goodies with the hashtag JNVS, which stands for Judd's Napa Valley Show. The first one gets this shirt, and I'll take it back to Judd's Hill Winery, and it'll be there for a few days, and you can come pick it up. But after a few days, no promises. I might just take it home (laughs) myself. So that's the first tweet with hashtag JNVS gets the goodies. James McNair, thank you for being here. You are the king of the single-subject cookbook. You have this reputation. You know your food, like, very focused.
3: That was a title bestowed on me about uh, 20 years ago, I suppose, by the San Francisco Chronicle. Well, and hey. I like it.
1: They're a reputable operation, yeah, I know think, in most people's about. opinion, uh, certainly when it comes to food and wine and whatnot. And so for these 42 cookbooks, most of them focus on one single subject. Exactly. Right. Chicken,
3: they're... pizza, pie, cakes fish James, yeah. whatever you want to know James it's McNair's all there in one
1: book cold pasta James McNair's hot pasta hot pasta <laughs> <laughs> I love it so you've obviously made a, a a name for yourself you know as a as a cookbook author as an entertainer and that's what I want to talk about we're coming up on the holidays yeah. and that's why I wanted you to come in because you know how to entertain like just about nobody else I know everything is you know beautiful in your home and in your in your books and it seems I know it's not effortless, but the way you present it doesn't look like you went to a fancy rental house and or, you know, spent tons of money to make things look elegant. But you have this
3: way of using what's around to make things look Exactly. Elegant. I'm always on the lookout for something beautiful that will work into an entertainment. I had I used to have a huge collection of props that yeah. from doing these books. I've been able to sort of distribute those to other people <laughs> oh, over okay. the years and and narrow my collection down to a few basic things, but it's important to just keep your eyes open and and be open to new ideas that you see along the way. Mm-hmm. I like to decorate with natural things, with things I find in the garden or at the flower market or the farmer's market, um, and not be too fancy about it. Keep it very casual, but keep it interesting, clean, simple. Mm. What what are, can you give me
1: some examples of things you've used from the garden or things you've found along the well, way? Well, I love
3: have... to I love to find um, dead branches, you know, <laughs> um, and weeds and what have you. Really? mosses. Um, so you say weeds, and I think weeds well <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound like nice something no, you want to decorate the table with some of the uh, weeds that dry are just beautiful with the seed pods on them and back in the south when i lived there with my mother and i used to spray those with gold or silver now i like more the brown tones mm. the simple things right now my house is decorated with uh, pine cones that i've collected over the years uh from lake tahoe ranging from giant sugar cone uh, sugar pine cones to tiny little uh, cones that I found on different hikes. So I've I've done that with some uh, holly branches and just simple things. Makes it look very festive and holiday, I think so holiday like. Some years I'd I go the opposite direction and pull out my glitzy fake tree and cover it with <laughs> sun <laughs> ornaments, but we've decided to kind of take a break from that this year and keep things natural. Oh,
2: yeah,
1: oh, nice, nice
3: and peaceful and. Celebrating and lots of candles. Candles are very important this time of year because we need more light in our lives. Oh, always, yeah. Always. How are you using candles at the dinner oh, table we, or just around the house? We've got them everywhere, yeah. Everywhere, and little twinkly white lights, uh, strung on the fences in the backyard, so we see them from in the house. We have them draped over the windows and a pine cone, uh, garland with white lights wrapped around it in front of the fireplace uh, just all kinds of lights yeah sounds very warming and comforting warming and comforting and of course lots of good music
1: well let's get to that what is your playlist like
3: well, um, my partner Andrew has mm-hmm. collected, I think, every uh, holiday recording ever made, <laughs> so it take, it's a challenge for us to get through all of them every year, but I have my favorites. I, there's an old Bing Crosby album of holiday tunes that I just love. It takes me back to my childhood, along mm. with the Andrew sisters, <laughs> dating myself here, okay. but... Um, there's just such wonderful music, and well, you we guys trying to get through the collection.
1: I can imagine it must be amazingly a large collection. Andrew, for those that don't know, is a well-known musician here in Napa Valley, and just this past week led the ever-popular holiday sing-along over at the wine yeah, train depot. Yeah, was happy depot. to see you there, if was your a family, blast.
3: Your, your girls were bright-eyed and enjoying it. It's
1: such a fun. I want to make sure he's the right word, but I was going to say homie. It is homie, but it's a community. It's, a com- it's
3: the it's community a commu- coming com- together. Exactly. All kinds of people, all ages. Uh, it, it's just a fun evening. I, I have a blast every year. You were there coordinating. I them. was busy signing up the solo, the uh, song leaders and lead keeping songs. everything moving along. Andrew's at the keyboard
1: uh, playing the tunes. It was really
3: fun. And a completely packed wine depot. I mean, standing room only. Couldn't, oh, it's huge. couldn't ask for more. Oh. It's a wonderful thing that the Wine Depot does every year, and this year Andrew collected tips, um, right, and gave those is giving those to Lucky Penny's new uh, community arts center. Shall we
1: segue into that right now? We
3: can segue into that anytime you would like. Greg,
1: I still want to talk holiday stuff, but you brought this up, and this is very intriguing to me. Lucky Penny is a theater company right here in Napa that you are on the board of directors. Yes,
3: I'm on the board, and five years ago, Taylor Bartolucci and Barry Martin started this theater company at the Wine Depot, coincidentally. They had their first show there, and we've sort of been traveling around doing shows at the Opera House Mm -hmm. and at the uh, Napa Valley Playhouse which is now being torn down so there was just there's nowhere left in Napa Valley for local groups to put on a, a theatrical event there are plenty of places for concerts and and musical extravaganzas but nowhere to do live theater so it looked like we just have to build our own yeah mm, wow. so we have, bitten the bullet, and rented a (laughs) space, and it's under construction as we speak. The uh, building permit got delayed because of the uh, big shakeup that we had a few months ago, but we are back on track, and we're opening this community arts center, which contains the Lucky Penny Theater within it, on January 23rd with a production of Oliver. Oliver. We'll be open
1: by the 23rd We are going
3: to be open one way or the other. We will will present this show, whether the place is totally finished or not, but we have high hopes. We're working round the clock, lots of volunteers, getting everything ready.
1: Wonderful. Now, the vision for this space, as I understand, is to present live theater, but also other arts can happen All sorts of
3: arts. We want it accessible to the community. Mm -hmm. It's going to be affordable rentals. When we're not doing a show, it's available for other groups, for other theater companies to bring in, or bring in your dance troupe, present a one-person show, mm. bring in a band, whatever you want to do. And we're going to hopefully have something going on there every night of the year, um, whether wow. it's a movie or a bingo game or every night. an art show, whatever. We have great ambitions. We're also opening a performing a um, an academy of performing arts for both children and adults, so you can take acting classes, no da- kidding, theater dance classes, wow, um, voice lessons. Uh, we ha- we'll have three private voice vocal studios within the space where. Local voice teachers and piano teachers and other instrumental teachers can rent and come in and teach their students there. We have a big rehearsal room with a sprung floor for dancing, (laughs) uh, a mirrored wall, and a bar for dancing. Not the drinking kind, Judd. Oh, you saw saw (laughs) my eyes light up I saw your eyes light up a bar. Mm. Well, we will have that uh, in the lobby. We have a nice big lobby. I'm also the volunteer house manager for Lucky Penny, so mm. the bar will come under my supervision. Oh, and the good shape. We shit. have our application in for a full theater liquor license, so we'll be able to serve wine, beer, and spirits. We may not have that in place by Oliver, but we will. Very soon after the new year. How exciting. Yeah, and we'll have nice food there for for purchase. Well, with you at the helm, how could it not be nice? Well, I also have uh, my co-board member, Alexis Handelman. Oh, my god! ABC provides wonderful treats for us to sell. Yeah, she has been on the show as well. Oh, uh, yes. the ABC uh, Bakery.
1: Well, this is great. And this is all coming to Napa so soon. Sooner than I even thought was happening. Very soon, Judd.
3: We're still in the process of raising funds. Okay. Um, We... Have raised over a hundred thousand dollars so far, mean which is only about a little more than a third of our goal. Is that right? So we're still actively pursuing ways to bring money in. Well, let's let's as long as we're here, let's let give it a plug. Might as well. If you want to find out how to donate, you can go to LuckyPennyNapa.com. And there's a, a link there that will show you uh, how to make donations. We take PayPal, all kinds of credit cards, whatever. Cash, checks, anything you want to send our <laughs> way would be wonderful. Um, We're also looking for objects, computers, oh, uh, pianos, ironing boards. Is <laughs> there a wish list on the There's website? a wish list on there. It's slowly being filled in. Wonderful. If you want to name a portion of our theater, a big chunk of money will get you naming right to oh, name yeah. the theater wow. or the rehearsal room. Friends of mine, the Moles, mm-hmm. uh, Steve and Betsy, sure. were kind enough to name the prop room the James McNair Scene Shop. Wow. So it's where the uh, scenery will be constructed and of props them. will be stored. That's great. And we have the Susan Bartolucci Costume Shop already named. <laughs> so, uh, so rooms
1: are running out. Get in quick, Rooms are folks. running
3: out, yeah.
1: Pretty soon, it's going to be the you know individual you know bathroom stalls and who wants well, that? Oh, we've we've you. sold that. Oh we yeah, have a, we have a, <laughs> oh.
3: we have a group in Napa, uh, he- headed by Helen Megan, yeah. who volunteered to raise the funds for the potties. Oh, so she hosted a potty party at Alexis <laughs> Baking Company. We had a wonderful of dinner. Alexis would be into that. Oh, of course, we had a great oh. time, and we had singers come in and do entertaining songs like. From you're in town, oh. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious, and we raised a big chunk of money that night to pay for the bathrooms because we have four bathrooms in this facility, Very and good. those don't come cheap. No, no, So yeah. they'll be
1: conveniently located throughout. No lines, no waiting. We hope not too long a line uh, anyway, but we hope lots of people will show up. The first
3: production is Oliver. That's coming January. January twenty third is opening night. We have a wonderful cast. They sound incredible. Taylor Bartolucci and Barry Martin are not appearing in this show. Oh. they are directing it, but great. they've assembled a wonderful cast, including a lot of local people, including Andrew, who's playing Mister Sourberry, the funeral director. <laughs> Dan Monez is is Mister Bumble. Oh, lots fantastic. of great people in the show, and lots of, kids of talented too. kids. Yes, All right. for Oliver.
1: Now, a great way to support. You know, maybe you're not in a position to um you know give a big chunk of money to donate but little chunks buy it too buy a ticket
3: buy Come a see ticket the show or volunteer ah We have a work day coming up this Saturday of volunteers coming in to help us with all kinds of projects from painting to little lightweight carpentry, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, cleaning the place. I also, as house manager, am constantly looking for people who will come in and volunteer to help me with uh, seating, with the box office, with selling concessions. So if you'd like to volunteer, if you've ever dreamed of being in showbiz, ever dreamed of being on (laughs) On off stage. Show business, <laughs> right, which right. I find great fun. You can send an email to info at dot com, and it will come to me, and uh, I can get in touch with you about being one of our volunteers. That's wonderful, James. And I suppose folks
1: can just find out all about it at luckypennynapa dot com. How to how to donate, how to volunteer, how to buy tickets. What the plan is.
3: All of our tickets, I think, are on sale starting today. We just have a new ticket agency that we're working with. So it was supposed to be ready yesterday, but it didn't quite get up yet. But
1: All right. Well, let's support the arts in Napa. We've got to take a little break right now, James, but we will be back with James McNair. And we're going to talk uh, maybe a little bit more about life in the theater here in Napa, but certainly more about the holidays, holiday traditions, cooking, baking, all kinds of fun stuff. It's always a good time. It's always a party when James McNair
2: is around. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages.
0: La, 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 la.
2: Judd's Napa Valley Show, every episode a veritable cornucopia of finkel fun. <laughs> at 1440 on your AM dial in Napa, and streaming live in Los Angeles at kvon.com. It's Judd's Napa Valley Show. Hello, Los Angeles. Good morning. Good morning,
1: LA. I think that's a show, isn't it? That's right. But you're right. Any city, anywhere that has internet access where some dictatorial regime is not blocking it, you can get Judd's Napa Valley Show at www.kvon.com. Stream it live or go to the iTunes store and look up Judd's Napa Valley Show and hear past episodes in podcast form. Ain't the internet swell? It is. Very good. Thank you. James McNair is our guest. He is a multi-million book-selling cookbook author, king of the single subject cookbook, an entertainer to be sure. I didn't realize that you were also quite the singer and that you have your own CD out. I was doing what? a little, what do you mean what? what? I, I, this is news to me. Are you, I, I was about to play this clip. This oh, I was okay. looking, I searched James yeah, McNair. I'd like to hear it. Okay, this, this is James McNair. This is from uh, your latest album, Hangovers and Heartbreak.
3: You got a good twang there, James. Get... Well, it's my southern roots coming out, uh...
1: So that's James McNair, but that's not you, James McNair? I, I don't remember doing that. Oh. Well, my mistake then. <laughs> that's a James McNair.
3: <laughs> there are a lot of imitators out there.
1: Uh, but you mentioned your twang. You are originally from down south.
3: I'm from Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. That's a nice place. North Louisiana, which is different. I was going to those... say
1: nice. I've been to New Orleans. I like that. But... It's different from New Orleans. Yeah. Quite different.
3: Where are you from? A little town called Jonesville, Jonesville. in Catahoula Parish, ah. up near Mississippi and Arkansas. And what goes on down there? What Not was... a whole lot. No, That's if... why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a great place to grow up. You know, it' a small town. You knew everybody. Mm. They all knew you. I was the Baptist preacher's kid, so everybody was keeping an eye on everything I did. Oh dear, which is not an easy way to grow up.
1: No, under the mic. I, mean, I grew up in St. Helena, and I can relate to yeah. knowing everybody. Yeah, about everybody the knows same you, size and, town. But I would imagine if you're, you know, a son of a clergy, then people are really looking. They're at really
3: you. watching you. Yes.
1: Wow. So you never got in trouble. You never did anything untoward. I was a
3: good boy. Good until i left home ah well we don't have we, <laughs> my do you sister want to get on that? the other hand <laughs> oh really <laughs> was a little different yes oh any stories we she kind of rebelled against being the preacher's daughter
1: there's a movie in that there's somewhere.
3: a good movie there i think it's been done though
1: probably many times over but that's where you learn to start cooking. That's where and I learned to cook. My grandma and... was
3: very patient with me. My favorite game as a little kid was playing with the pots and pans in the middle of the <laughs> kitchen floor. <laughs> then I was interested in what she was doing, and she would take time and show me how to do it. Let me help her, which I encourage all parents to do. Now you're wonderful with that, Judd. I've watched you with your girls, oh, teaching you. them, letting them try things.
1: They uh, they love cooking, and in fact, I think I mentioned this last time you we were on the show, but. When it's ever somebody's birthday in our household, we pull out the James McNair Cakes book, and the birthday person picks a cake, and the others make it make for
3: Make it, yeah. That's that's really.
1: So you're that's a part great. of our tradition. Thank you. I
3: love that. I love that. It makes all the hard work of writing a book worthwhile Ah, when you hear those kind of stories. Well, well, thank you for doing that. So mom, grandma? Mom was a great cook. Both of my grandmothers were great cooks. Uh, They would show me how to do things. My dad was a a wonderful outdoor cooker, Uh, so I learned barbecuing Mm -hmm. and grilling from him. But my main interest along the way was baking. Mm -hmm. By the time I was 13, I did a lot of the family baking. Wow, Um, that's
1: Seems pretty young to me.
3: It's fairly young, yeah. But uh, I just love it. I still do love it. I don't do as much as I used to, but uh, I still enjoy it more than any other type of cooking. So when
1: do you do it? If you're not doing it as much as you used to, what what? Well, what's we the, try uh, to limit.
3: Sweets, two once a week. Oh, I see. Don't succeed so well sometimes, (laughs) especially this time of year. I mean, you know. It's the holidays. It's the holidays, exactly. But I, I still make a couple of those cakes I learned from Each of my grandmothers, oh, such uh, as my grandmother McNair, Mama O'Mackey, she was called, Mm -hmm. made this wonderful spice cake that she put maraschino cherries in. That's something I would never use in any other form, except maybe a cocktail. (laughs) But uh, you chop up all these maraschino cherries and put them into the spice cake batter, and it makes it very moist and delicious. Mm. And then she made a caramel fudge. Icing. Not a simple thing to do. You had to caramelize the white sugar and then beat it like beat it beat the mixture oh, like you were making fudge and you had to oh. get it at just the right spreadable texture but boy was that cake good amazing and we always had that around thanksgiving which happened to be my birthday so that was yeah. kind of my traditional birthday cake oh how... and how... then christmas time my grandmother keith mama keith hmm. in jackson mississippi uh would make live coconut cake what that, that, that was what I called it because I would look at a, a coconut and to me it looked like a head of a monkey or something uh, <laughs> with that fuzzy texture and the, yeah. the two eyes and the mouth. And, and so I thought it was live as opposed to the coconut that we would get out of packages other time of the year. And she would make this rich, wonderful, buttery yellow cake. And then after it cooled, would uh, brush it with the coconut water that comes out of the, of the coconut. Which is very to hot make these days. People very hot. This. Product these days, yeah. but we were using it way back, way ahead of your time, way ahead of our time, and it made the cake so moist. And then she would make a seven-minute frosting, fluffy white frosting with egg whites, and and coat the cake with that, and then sprinkle all this freshly grated, fresh, live coconut on it. Wow. I still love it. I still make it. It's one of my all-time favorite things. That's delicious sounding.
1: Uh, well, like, how far back does this go in your family? They, I mean, they must have learned all this from somewhere. That's oh
3: well. They go. I, I remember my great grandmother died when she was about 102. Really? And she made this cake. And uh, I don't know how far it probably goes past the Confederacy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's
1: a live coconut cake. Give you long life. Exactly. Wow. Were these? You said the the. The Caramel Fudge was at Thanksgiving. What were some favorite holiday traditions? Since we're at the holidays now, like looking Mm -hmm. back, is there a difference in the way people kind of celebrated down south and they do up here, there are different foods, traditions?
3: Well, of course, wherever you are, it's about food. Yeah. And and the family favorites that you grew up with. Uh, We often went to my grandmother's. We would get up on Christmas morning and open our packages and then head off to Jackson (laughs) to my grandmother's. And there would be a turkey, there would be a ham, there would be a, a fresh pork roast, which she called uh, green ham, which was an uncured oh, I see. pork green roast. Ham. There were always butter beans, which was her southern specialty. Oh. God, I wish I had some right now with a lot of (laughs) pot liquor that you dipped your cornbread in. Um, I
1: just learned that term on this show. Pot liquor? Yeah, Steve Sando from
3: Rancho Gordo Um, was on. Pot liquor is one of the great foods of the world, I think. And it's the liquid liquid that comes from cooking uh, beans. And it usually had a big hunk of pork in there uh, and lots of salt and pepper. Just very simple dishes, but Uh so delicious. We always had, um, my grandmother never set a holiday table without ambrosia, which her interpretation was uh, fresh orange segments and more of that live coconut Uh and a little bit of sugar. Just very simple, but very delicious. There were always a couple of types of cranberry relishes, a... Southern specialty of congealed salad. I which was just about to ask Sounds you about Jell-O. disgusting, <laughs> yeah. but of course there was always Jello salads, and I still like a good Jello salad. I'll admit it. <laughs> I make a great one with uh, yeah, sparkling apple cider in, um, and natural gelatin. And has a lot of chopped celery and crunchy things in it. It's very tasty. Is that in any of your books? Uh, I have never put it in a book. Oh, box. this is a secret James McNair recipe. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well. well Got to have a few of those. Can't tell everything. No, no, and no. And who knows? There may be another book coming. So. Okay. Well, this is a teaser then, maybe. Well, no. I don't have anything <laughs> specifically lined up. I'm enjoying my semi-retirement <laughs> good, right now. It good, gives good. me time to pursue other interests like the theater company. Right. And, and things I'm really enjoying.
1: So holidays here in Napa Valley. What Hol- do you guys do? What are some traditions you've developed here?
3: Well, we kind of vary things up. Do you we have a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, tradition of going <laughs> to your house. Oh, well, thank you for that. <laughs> and it's always a, a, I think we've done it about eight years in a row now. Uh,
1: it's to... it's always a pleasure having you guys, Well, you, know, you make it fun. You make a fun evening. We try to make it fun. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm being selfish, but it's it's. It's again. I want to be very diplomatic. The way I say this, you guys bring the best desserts. Oh, thank you. And I don't want you to think that that's why I'm invited. That's why I was trying to come up. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> no, no. You just guys just invite are like me for my sweets. Jeff. But anybody who has you know books about you know best-selling books about cakes and pies, and they're the ones bringing the cakes and pies. Uh, that's okay. Well, <laughs> any t- anytime. No, so the valley. Do you bring any of the south here? Do you, of course. Do you make some of the traditional of dishes. Of course, here? I
3: still like to make um, my cornbread dressing, stuffing. Yeah. But when it's served out of the bird, it's dressing, dressing from the south, and you always cooked it in a big side pan. Still make that every year. Love it. Still like to make sweet potato pie, oh, uh, yeah. pecan pies. Um, just, but we try to vary the meal every year. This year, I think, we'll not even be home for Christmas. I think we're going to San Francisco because Andrew's supposed to sing at the caroling group down there on Christmas oh. night. That's right up his and alley. And so we'll go down and prob- either have dinner out somewhere wonderful or with some family down there, too.
1: That's a fun, fun place to celebrate Christmas. Uh, I'll tell you where I was last year on Christmas night. The Tonga Room.
3: Oh, what fun.
1: I want to make Perfect that a tradition. For you. Perfect for you. They're open, and it's this... Amazing, tiki, South Seas exotic bar in the basement of the uh, Fairmont Hotel. Yeah. And it rains in there every 20 minutes or so, a thunderstorm with actual rain, and there's a giant pool in the middle, and a band floats out on a barge. Anytime you
3: need a trip to the islands, (laughs) just go to San Francisco.
1: (laughs) And the drinks are good there now. For a long time,
3: they they
2: weren't really
1: paying attention to the drinks. There was nothing really happening. But now they've revamped. um, Great cocktail consultant Donnie Ronan went in there and... Revamped it. So well, anyone's I'm looking for, it for Christmas uh, celebration, it's open. I'm, I'm giving them a plug because I just I love the vibe there and the trunks right. are
3: good. That's wonderful.
1: Great Tiki Bar, open on Christmas. Anyhow, so, well, that sounds fun going down to San Francisco. You know, you, we've mentioned many of your books. You have James McNair's Pizza. There's James McNair's Cold Pasta. James McNair's Squash. On and on <laughs> and on. So in that vein, I thought it would be fun to play a little game. A little match game right now. You've got a pen in front of you, and you have got some paper. You are going to both, you and Lauren, are going to play a little match game. Don't look at each other's papers. We're going to see if, see if we can make some matches. So the first, fill in the blank. Okay. James McNair's blank. Then the second one. He's writing, writing furiously. You know, let's have a little, uh, let's have a little, uh, music, shall we? James McNair's Blank is number two. Uh, Lauren is furiously writing down answers. And number three, James McNair's Blank. So we have James McNair's Blank, James McNair's Blank, and James McNair's Blank. All right, looks like uh, he's done writing. Let's uh, start with James McNair. For number one, we had James McNair's blank, and you wrote.
3: Well, you've been talking Southern, so I wrote possum. James McNair's possum. <laughs> Which I've actually eaten. Oh, no. Oh, yes. What? My, is... my father would bring some exotic creatures in, and my mother would cook them up. How is possum? Pretty good, what actually. Do you, what do you do to a possum to rep- prepare it? Well, it was slowly uh, braised, it was very tender. As they say, tastes like chicken. Did it really <laughs> taste like chicken? It's kind of similar, and the wine pairing for that? Hmm, I'd have to think about that. <laughs> I'm sure you have something. You probably weren't a wine
1: say. pairing family, I would imagine. We were not being yeah. the Baptist. The Baptist preacher. exactly yeah, it just dawned on I, me. It probably wasn't a wine pairing with your that came possum later and Pinot came line. later. Yeah. yeah. Okay, James McNair's possum is uh, James McNair's answer. Lauren, what did
2: you write down? Uh, I put James McNair's fudgy bits of dryer lint. Fudgy bits of dryland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't get a match on that one. Well, you certainly not. <laughs> okay,
1: number two, James McNair's blank. And James McNair writes
3: Southern Sweets.
2: Southern Sweets. What do you say, Lauren? James McNair's hot cocoa, sweetened dreams of a world at peace, free of indifference, strife and hunger, where people act in the best interests of their fellow citizens, and children break into song, express, expressing the joys of life on Earth. Oh my God! Close. <laughs> Close.
3: <laughs>
1: What's the subtitle? On that one? <laughs> yeah, but not quite a match. Very good, Lauren. All right, and finally, James McNair's blank. And James uh, McNair writes
3: Again, I went simple. James McNair's meat.
2: James McNair's meat? Do we have a match? I put uh oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this on the air. James McNair's popcorn balls. <laughs> close. <laughs> Those <laughs> close. close. Those I'm, are close. I'm giving that one a um let's see, do I have a sound effect somewhere around
1: here? There we go. That one's a winner. I'm calling that a match. So what does James McNair win, Lauren
2: Moll? James, you just won a trip to Denver. Hey, oh. who doesn't want to go to Denver? Well, for... I have relatives there. Fabulous. Well, <laughs> oh. And I think they're the ones
1: footing the bill, because we don't have a budget. How does he win? A... Anyway, thanks for playing along. Oh, sure. Talking about all your books, I've heard you say that your pizza book has been your...
3: Number one seller. Number one seller. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think even the last time you were on, I told you how much I enjoy that book. And I still have yet to perfect. And even since last time you were on, I still have yet to perfect my own dough and technique. So I just go back. I don't know why I try to do my own thing. Yours is really good. And there's a couple different ones. There's like the California style. Yeah, and There's a traditional styles. one. Uh-huh. And they're great. So I can see why it's a, it's a great seller. Was there one that you have so many books uh, that maybe just didn't quite connect the way you had hoped it was james mcnair's possum or <laughs> <laughs> did, was that a big seller uh, well we haven't really done that and yet, and, but... and if there was one that didn't quite connect you know make the case for it now and people can go order it on amazon well, uh, i did a book
3: called james mcnair's power food power food yes which was gosh my second or third uh, book in a series for chronicle books and it was about food for bodybuilding for strength for oh. exercise yeah and it explored the myths of what made you more powerful huh. and i used real life people that i knew as models in very scanty clothing oh, holding my. the dishes and the <laughs> publisher was like i don't know how to sell this book you know <laughs> now i think it would be go over great but back then it was like, it was a little scandalous and uh, did the publisher publish it <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, they published oh, so it. it Can be found uh, out there. It's out there somewhere. Uh, it's pretty amusing at this point. But okay, that's James McNair's power. It's the only book I ever did that made the front page of the National Enquirer. What? Yes. What's but, going on there? Well, I they. Picked up a statement that I made in the book somewhere about water being the most important uh, nutrient that you could have every day. Yeah. And so they did this whole, you know, expose on water is the greatest food in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and they quoted me, and et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's exciting. So it's kind of fun. I'll have to look for a back issue
1: of that. <laughs> so folks can find that book and I guess all your books, Amazon.com. Amazon's a
3: great source. Yes. Other make... online sources. Mm-hmm. You can ask your local bookstore if they can order some in
1: yeah, if they're sure. not already on the shelf I might suggest one burger parties Uh a favorite I cook from it often Uh, great recipes for all sorts of different styles of burgers coming from your many years as the leader of the Build a Better burger for almost 25
3: years I was the head judge and chairman of the national Build a Better Burger competition
1: giving away $100,000 most recently the
3: pinnacle was $100,000 and Um, a shot on the Today Show yes amazing yes it was really fun. It was a good long run that came to an end this past May I've when uh, Home decided to take the contest in-house and make it more of a social media thing rather uh... than having a cook-off with judges. And so I kind of missed Boo-hoo. that work, but boy, yeah. was it fun.
1: Yeah, well, you had two books. I There's got two books, right? That came actually, out of that? I did three books, three books. Oh, okay. uh,
3: on burgers. The last one was burger parties, and I had a wonderful model on page 60. Yes, you <laughs> did. <laughs> we, we took winning burgers and made parties around them with appetizers and drinks and desserts and salads and what have you. Was really fun to do,
1: specially designed parties for seasons, occasions. Exactly, great book, and it's just called Burger Parties. Burger Parties. Go find it. Yeah, you know a great food and wine pairing that I learned from you and I just repeated a few days ago: sparkling wine and potato chips.
3: Oh, it's one of my favorite things.
1: Wonderful, it's fabulous. Wonderful. We had a sparkling wine. I don't remember the producer at this point, and it was very. Acidic, you know, mm. little, you know, a little bit of pucker face, but it was delicious. <laughs> you know, it was a really nice wine. But having the saltiness right. of the chips Cuts through softened that. Yeah. it, and it made it both yeah, taste so much better. Yeah, I think so it's a better. perfect match. Thank you for that.
3: My pleasure. I was
1: going nowhere with that just to say thank you for that idea to, to match a sparkling good, wine and potato good, good, good. chips. I've got to ask you, and I asked you this last time, and uh, I don't quite remember,
2: so I'm going to ask you again. Do you go nuts for donuts?
3: Uh, I like an occasional donut.
2: Well, he's bringing the pink box you right now, James.
3: Oh, I see the infamous pink box. Oh, with a pink donut.
1: Well, why don't you choose one of those donuts, and uh, while you're nibbling, let you choose first. They smell good. Oh, yeah. These are fresh today from our friends at Buttercream Bakery right here in Napa, California.
3: I'm going to taste this pink one. The pink glaze. pink a pink donut. Go for help it. Help
1: yourself. That's all yours. Lauren, okay. help yourself as well, now that our guest I has chosen... It. While you're here nibbling on that donut, what is your perfect pairing? Last time I asked you to do a wine, but I'm going to say, go nuts. You could do a theater production. You could go, (laughs) let's do that. Since we're talking about the Lucky Penny uh, Community Arts Center, Mm -hmm. what theater production is going with that pink glazed donut?
3: Hmm. This sort of has an old-fashioned taste to me. Yeah. Um, kinda, I'm thinking the 1930s. 1930s. I'm thinking Bonnie and Clyde.
1: Bonnie and Clyde. There you have it with the pink donut. And now it's time <laughs> to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. That's right, James McNair. I know you know how to play this game. We're just going to jump right in. We're running a little short on time, so we're going to go... Quickly, and since you are a pro at Mad Libs, I have a feeling you're just going to have some snappy answers. Are you ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. I need an adjective. Uh, Ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. I like where this is heading already. How about another adjective?
3: Mm, Horrible.
1: Horrible. A noun? Mm, Gorilla. Gorilla. You are fast. Another noun? Spaceman. (laughs) Spaceman. Can't wait to see where this is going. An adverb. Lolly, lolly. Get your adverbs here. Uh, revoltingly. Ooh. Revoltingly. A plural noun, more than one thing. Mm, how about winos? <laughs> winos. <laughs> and an adjective. Ryan Rancid. Oh, you were ready with that one. Okay. James McNair. I was online. I found an article written about you in the Christian Science Monitor online. So with apologies to... Uh, Kirsten A. Conover, who wrote this, you have just rewritten this
3: Oh this
1: <laughs> snippet of this article about you via this Mad Libs game. Are you ready? I'm ready. Lauren, are you ready? Ready than ever, Judd. Here we go. <clears throat> Given the opportunity, James McNair could make a piece of burnt toast look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> With a keen sense of design, Mr. McNair has established himself as a cookbook author extraordinaire. He is not only the author and recipe developer for his books... But also the horrible designer, guerrilla stylist, (laughs) spaceman stylist, and photographer. (laughs) Okay. Some people think I'm nuts, McNair says during an interview, but I feel I'm doing what comes revoltingly. (laughs) That's good. Other cookbook authors are often surprised when they learn how much control, or rather talent, McNair has in creating winos. (laughs) Uh, Life in Napa has been good to you. All right. He adds, this is you, he adds, it's a lot of work, but I feel really rancid to be able to do it all. <laughs> James McNair, thank you for joining us today oh, on a the pleasure. show. It's always great to see you. Great fun.
2: This is Lauren Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Lamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.